0: Atlanta News First Investigates, the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. And welcome to Behind the Investigation. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe with Atlanta News First. And joining me now, of course, is Andy Parati, uh, one of the top investigative reporters in the country. Good to have you here, Andy. Thanks for having me. And today we're talking about your ongoing series, The Sixth. And The Sixth obviously stands for the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution, which means you're entitled to representation Mm -hmm. in court if you're Accused of a crime, and if you can't afford one, one will be appointed to you. We've all heard the Miranda rights uh, read on every single cop show. Um, but tell us before we run this story, uh, this uh, give us a little setup about what we're about to see in this instance.
1: Yeah, so the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution, just like you mentioned, it means that you got to have that attorney if you can't afford one. What it also says, though, it guarantees the right to a speedy trial. We uncovered a man in Doherty County that has been sitting in jail about 10 years waiting for his day in court. Take a listen.
2: April 11th,
1: 2023. Sonia Holmes prepares a postcard to send to her son. We miss and love you. Who she hasn't seen in years. Mailing at least one every week.
2: It's just a quick hello to always let him know that he is being thought about.
1: Her son, Maurice Jimerson, lives less than seven miles away, but behind the concrete walls and barbed wire of the Doherty County Jail. In 2013, police arrested Maurice and four others for the same double murder. For the past 10 years, he spent the majority of that time behind bars, legally innocent, yet never given an opportunity to tell his side of the story at trial.
2: Nobody talks about it. There is no news coverage, nothing is said about it. Even if I tell somebody that Maurice, uh, where is Maurice, how is Maurice? Well, Maurice is still locked up. They, They don't believe it because it's been 10 years.
1: There are multiple reasons for delays in Maurice's case, from the pandemic to a flood in the courthouse in 2021. But the district attorney says the current delay is directly linked to Maurice having no attorney to represent him. Court records show his last lawyer withdrew from the case in July 2022. From jail, Maurice wrote the court, I need a public defender for my case. I've been waiting for a trial date. Eight months later, He still didn't have an attorney. This is a problem that is at a crisis level right now and is likely to get worse. Maya Chowdhury is an attorney for the Southern Center for Human Rights. Over the past few months, she's traveled across the state tracking down people in jails charged with crimes with no court-appointed attorney. The Sixth Amendment of the Constitution guarantees everyone accused of a crime, the right to a speedy trial, and an attorney if they cannot afford one. For so many of the people that I've met with in jails who've been there for months and sometimes years, I'm the first attorney that they've seen. To identify how many people need an attorney, the civil rights organization submitted multiple public records requests to the Georgia Public Defender Council. The state agency represents 85% of people charged with crimes. But in a letter the Southern Center sent to the state's attorney general, it claims the council is intentionally making records difficult to obtain by overcharging for documents and providing increasingly incomplete records. And many of these records are records that have been provided to us in the past. The only Thing that has shifted in this time period is the amount of media attention and the public scrutiny that the Georgia Public Defender Council is receiving right now. Right An Atlanta News First investigation exposing a constitutional
2: crisis impacting court systems in Georgia.
1: Four months, multiple Atlanta News First investigations have shed light on the shortages of public defenders. At least 620 people charged with crimes in the state. Did not have a lawyer this past summer. And its impact on the state's criminal justice system. A problem the director of the Public Defender Council has struggled to admit
2: exists. This last two years have been the most phenomenal. Despite judges across
1: the state saying otherwise. Welcome, Judge. Nice to have you with us. Including Arthur Smith, president of Georgia's Council of Superior Court Judges, who has experienced the problem in his own courtroom.
2: We have... Too few public defenders for the work to be done. I've been very consistent with uh, letting him know that he's not doing this by himself.
1: Maurice's mother hopes her son will one day have an opportunity to tell his side of the story to a jury. Two of the four co-defendants in Maurice's case have already been found not guilty. Until then, she'll continue writing to him and waiting.
2: Nobody's listening. It's been 10 years and nobody has listened.
0: Another stunning investigation, uh, Andy. This is such an important uh, subject that you've covered. In fact, the National Association of Broadcasters uh, has awarded you the Service to America Award because of your previous installations of, of this report. So, congratulations for that. Simply because you're doing uh, the work that can hopefully help get this fixed. Um, we saw some of the end notes there. Uh, where does this case stand today?
1: Well. Uh, This gentleman, Mr. Jimerson, finally has a public defender. He didn't have one, as the story just explained, for eight months, even after he sent a postcard to the clerk's office saying, I need a public defender. I'm trying to get a trial date for my case. Um, Shortly after we reached out to the judge saying, hey, judge, uh, we noticed that there is no order, signed order from you allowing his previous attorney to leave the case. Why is that? Well, the next day, her judicial assistant called me or actually emailed and said, give me a call and admitted to me on the phone that they had received that motion to withdraw from the case, but it simply got misplaced. Well, within hours, it was signed and put in the record. And then a few days after that, the Georgia Public Defender Council appointed him a
0: new attorney. It shouldn't take a reporter getting involved for someone to get their constitutional rights. Thankfully, in his case, he now is going to have a public defender. But couldn't a good attorney, even given all of the complications of why this case was delayed, couldn't a good attorney file a motion to have this case dismissed or at least get him out of jail while awaiting trial because it's been a decade? Where's the right to a speedy trial at some point? His rights have been violated to the point that it is, you know, uh, fatally flawed. Yeah, and I would have
1: loved to have asked those questions to his former attorney, the one that withdrew from the case last year. It is unclear whether he told the agency that he was planning to leave before or after. I don't know if he if he's even required to. But those are all really good questions that it would be nice to know. I've had attorneys since this story was published reached out to me, in particular folks that deal with appeals, saying this is the perfect case to take before a Georgia Supreme Court case and say. This man's uh, constitutional rights were violated. They need to vacate whatever indictment that, that is now current and get this man out of jail. Because the thing is, the thing, the most shocking thing is, is that two of the co-defendants in this case were acquitted by a jury. So this person just simply wants to tell his side of the story to a jury to make his case. Folks in the legal community believe that he, At this point, he just needs to be let go.
0: Yeah. And we're not taking sides here. It's not as though you're opining on his guilt or innocence. Where we are taking a stand is we're saying, hey, this isn't right that you're supposed to have your day in court. And there's a disservice really to the victims in this case um, because they can't get justice because it's essentially justice delayed is justice denied uh, for both parties. But so you have one of two possibilities, someone who actually committed the crime who isn't getting adjudicated so there isn't justice for the victims, or you have someone who's truly innocent who doesn't have an opportunity to be found not guilty by a jury of their peers.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people in the community wish that this case had gone to trial or will go to trial. It involved two people that were killed, five uh, defendants involved in the same double murder alleged uh, crime. So a lot of people wish and still wish that this will go to trial but like you mentioned this story really isn't about dissecting that case of his innocence or guilt it's about his constitutional rights that are currently being violated specifically the sixth amendment not having an attorney and then also uh, not having a right to a speedy trial
0: you know and i don't want to turn this into a law school class but it does affect how this is treated going forward Mm -hmm. ultimately we would hope something like this would go before the U.S. Supreme Court so that the Supreme Court justices can opine, hey, look, this is a clearly established uh, right in the Bill of Rights, the Sixth Amendment. You're supposed to have a speedy trial. You're supposed to have representation. If you don't have those, well, then the government can't prosecute you, basically, and you should be set free. The problem with that is the current makeup of the court, right? Mm-hmm. So haven't some of the justices already sort of tilted or tipped their hand of how they might rule in a case like this?
1: Yeah, two justices in particular have... A- written um, on the record saying that they disagree with certain aspects of that landmark ruling that basically that required states to provide public defenders, attorneys to individuals. And so there's real concern that if the right case went before this current Supreme Court, that they could overturn that ruling. And that would be huge. That would have massive implications. And in a bigger issue, that that ruling – had a a flaw in it for what people believe is that it had an unfunded mandate. It said states, Mm -hmm. you got to provide attorneys to people accused of crimes who can't afford one, but it didn't provide any funding. They just said states do with what you think is best. Well, well, Clearly, in many parts of the country, including Georgia and many other states, they are clearly not funding it appropriately, and not having a public defender has a cascading effect on the criminal justice system. Like you mentioned, it's delayed uh, justice for victims, for people that are legitimately charged with crimes that should be punished, but also for people that are behind bars that haven't been found guilty, that are innocent. And there are people in jail today in Georgia that are likely innocent, that are awaiting trial, stuck in jails, stuck in detention
0: centers because they don't have a public defender. And they have no choice until they get that attorney but to represent themselves pro se. I Mm -hmm. mean, can they even do that, which is basically learn the law and try to represent themselves? They can, and some people have tried.
1: Some judges won't allow it. They they see the flaw in that, and right. so they'll they'll simply say no. We're gonna we're gonna punt this case uh, down the road until we find you a public defender. But the problem is, is that these judges don't have the capacity to just, you know, say I'm going to dismiss this case. It, it's the district attorneys that have that power.
0: Right. Any verdict or plea represents mm-hmm. someone representing themselves, where they were kind of forced to would be reversible error so the judge obviously doesn't judges don't want to waste the time of the court to go through that process so the only the only solution that the justice system at least in Georgia and elsewhere have come up with is well let's just basically warehouse uh, these people I heard I heard Andrew Fleischman who you have Mm -hmm. uh, coming up in one of your stories an attorney who used to be a public defender he said they're stacking them up like cordwood in the Fulton County uh, uh, Jail I mean, that just that image of, well, yeah. let's just warehouse people and just pause the clock. But their life continues behind bars, uh, incarcerated when they may actually be innocent and they haven't been adjudicated.
1: Yeah. Uh, Andrew calls uh, Fulton County Detention Center the new get Yeah.
0: Wow. Anything else you think people ought to know, Andy? No, I just think it's really important that when they
1: hear about this story that they don't immediately think, of guilt or any story that we've been doing in our series where we have people stuck in jail. Um, the, The story is not of their guilt or innocence. It's their constitutional rights that are being violated. And to try to put yourself in their shoes and say, if I was accused of any crime, would I want legal representation to help with this very complex legal system, very flawed legal system that we have in the United States? And I hope so the next time they see the next story, because we're going to be doing more of them, that they can do that.
0: It's an important distinction. You're innocent till proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the highest standard of proof. And the thing is, a lot of people don't understand, when you're talking about someone in jail, they very often are awaiting trial, which means they are under the eyes of the law innocent, uh, even if they're being held pending trial. And there's a difference between jail and prison. These aren't people who've been caught, arrested, and adjudicated and tried, uh, but rather they're awaiting trial. And it's a really important distinction yeah. because otherwise the whole concept of innocent until proven guilty doesn't exist. Yeah, and I'll say one more thing, that while
1: there is some uh, pending federal legislation, both in the Senate and in the House, about adding millions of dollars to help subsidize some of this stuff for the states, there is not a huge outcry from state lawmakers here in Georgia and about, about this. And I've been sending this to lawmakers. I'll, I'll hear they'll say they're concerned or maybe they'll say they're outraged on Twitter. But I haven't seen any action
0: from actual Georgia lawmakers, including the governor. Mm, yet there's still money to prosecute people. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's another issue the, the government doesn't seem to find uh, trouble Uh, getting the money to actually prosecute people it's when they are entitled to a defense at public expense that they seem to come up empty-handed Uh, And and it's not even just a funding issue. Some of this is logistics and the management Mm -hmm. of these offices that you've so uh, carefully and and so well uh, uh, exposed. Andy Parati, investigative reporter, thank you so much for your continuing work on the 6th and and fighting for all of this, uh, for our rights, because any one of us could find ourselves in that situation uh, innocent to proven guilty without representation. You've been watching Behind the Investigation. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe with Atlanta News First.